recording. I see little fluctuations, so I guess that means that it's registering. <laughs> and now for something completely different. Greetings, everyone. This is Richard Aguirre, and you're listening to I Should Be Sleeping. This is a podcast where me and typically some special guests, which is uh, one of my friends, whether who's in music or film, uh, we just kind of talk about music, movies, or television. And today we're going to be talking about the best of 2014 in terms of film. I'll probably have a few more episodes up uh, discussing music or television, anything else like that, but that might be in a couple of weeks, only because it's kind of hard to really sum up what we enjoyed or didn't really like of an entire year in under a month. So I'll definitely try to get a few more episodes out, kind of going over those other different categories. Well, like I said, today we're going to be discussing film, and I'm joined with my friend uh, Dominic Sbraccio, who is a film student at CSUN. Uh, we're both graduates at uh, RCC, and... Well, I don't really know what else to say, so enjoy. That's how you been, because I know it's been like a year since we last time. Something out. like that, almost, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's been good. I'm going to CSUN, going to an actual film school, and that's really interesting. But I will say that I I took a, uh, a class that was basically like FTV 38 and 48, like put together. Yeah. Like the first half of the semester, we had to do a... Uh, an actual like 16 millimeter silent film and then but we had to edit it like with a splicer and flatbed it was really cool Oh, like yeah old school stuff yeah <laughs> and uh that's cool and then the second half of the semester was you know just a five minute digital thing but it was like we had like pre-appointed groups like okay you're gonna be the director you're the writer you're the cinematographer etc etc and i have to say uh i think that uh rcc sort of set the bar really high <laughs> <laughs> Because then I went to film school and was like, these are horrible. <laughs> oh, so you did you did shoot a film over there? Yeah. Or anything worth showing online or, or uh, sharing? Or what? I shot a film. I'm not sure if it's worth showing online. I mean, it's <laughs> it's definitely the best out of my class, but <laughs> that's kind of what Ian was telling me when he because uh, I think he took he went in a similar course, but uh, he shot some things that he said they're pretty much horrible. Yeah. I, uh, it actually really sucked because, you know, I come out here to, you know, well, Northridge, not exactly LA, but I'm like, I'm, I'm like, all right, let's do it. And then I'm like, I have none of my connections that I had before. <laughs> <laughs> it's been, it's been interesting. <laughs> I wrote a script about, uh, that I submitted to a national, uh, contest or festival or something, because uh, my screenwriting professors like, you should submit it. And I was like, okay. It's about a thief who goes to steal something and then another thief comes in and screws it up. But the other thief turns out to be his estranged father. That's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was, it was was fun to write, but yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, have you taken writing classes or is it was that just something? Um, like when I came out here, there were still two classes that I had to take before I could actually like get into the film the program yeah because it's like you come out here and your your major is provisional film so i mean i had to take that production class and then uh, i just had to take a foundations of media writing class which is which was easy 
And that so sucks. next semester is the first one I'm actually, like, my major's actually film production and not, like, provisional film. Oh, cool. Yeah. And then you have to submit, like, a portfolio with, what was it, like, up to 12 photos uh, and then, like, t- telling, like, one story. So it's, like, a, a photo story and then, uh, and then, like, answer, like, all these ridiculous questions and then then they decide whether or not you can be in, in the film program. And then you have to choose one of three areas uh cinematography editing or sound and i chose cinematography because as much as i enjoy editing there are people who do it much better than i and who enjoy it a little bit more than i <laughs> hi uh <laughs> yeah and sound like is just <laughs> sound is not something i want to do <laughs> no <laughs> yeah, it's not I remember, I remember i asked jimmy to do sound for me for quantum stumble and he had never done it before and he did it that one time, like, he had all the equipment, and he did it, and then he's like, yeah, I'm never doing sound again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have to be, like, a special kind of insane for sound. I mean, I think that, that goes along with editing. Um, I don't know about yeah. cinematography, but that's not really my forte, either. Or at all, really. But, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I figured, I figured, considering, you know, I want to go the directorial route, that if I know a little bit more about cinematography, that might help. <laughs> You know, because I mean, you know, the, yeah. the the director DP relationship is so important, just in general. So I was like, I think this is probably the best uh, the best way for me to go. Yeah, well, yeah, especially depending who your influences are, which I think you have a good idea who you're kind of like clump onto, but I don't know. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I, I I think I think <laughs> I think you probably do. Yeah, uh, I get a lot of flack for it, but I enjoy Christopher Nolan, but. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong with liking Nolan. He has a, he definitely does blockbusters better than other directors, I guess. Because like, it's it's either cough Michael Bay cough. <laughs> I mean, it's it's either like derivative of Michael Bay, where like you get like, uh, what's it called? It just uh, Ninja Turtles, that stupid film, or uh, oh. like Battleship, where it's like clearly derivative of the Bay school of film. Yeah. Or like. Uh, but there's not really much many uh, copycats of um, Nolan. It's very distinct, but like I don't really see a lot of uh, mimics. Yeah, I mean, aside from, you know, the attempted mimics of like Man of Steel, which failed horribly. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> but I I think that was also he kind of had a presence there. Yeah. Since it was like it says production. that he produced it, but I feel like they just kind of threw that on there, and he's like, yeah, I'll see. Like, he's like, yeah. oh, look, you guys are doing a <laughs> Superman movie. Yeah, I mean, I'll be involved for the money, you know? But I mean, it might have been, like, everyone but Nolan on that production team. Yeah, but, I mean, I also hate David Goyer. He's horrible. Yeah, no, I, I'm done with him. Yeah, both, both as a professional and a person. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's why, like, you know, and you understand how much I love Batman. That being said, my favorite Nolan movies have nothing to do with Batman. Yeah, I, I like the first two Batmans, but, like, the third one was just such... I think the third Batman film is ultimately what kind of, like, made me be more critical of Nolan as a whole. Yeah. No, I, I understand. And I found out that they gave him six months to write the script. Oh. And, and I, I was like, that explains almost everything. 
Uh, <laughs> I, I didn't know that, but that, yeah, that kind of does. Yeah, but, um... and like some, something that I've noticed about Nolan specifically is what he does is he takes stories that are rooted in reality and then adds in these fantastical or science fiction elements. But then, and and, and then he did that in, in Batman Begins really well, I think. You know, it was still rooted in reality, but then he added, you know, all the all the uh the fantastic things like scarecrow and all that stuff like that and it 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 worked really well i, I think it worked yeah because it was integrated in that the reality of that i mean he does like to say i like to keep it grounded in reality but it's still his reality it's not like our reality yeah it, it's true but um so but, it is it is grounded in his reality yeah but then but then like as much as i love the dark knight i think that it was a great drama but i don't think it was that great of a batman movie per se because I think what happened is he took he took a story that was filled with fantastical and, and science fiction elements, and then instead applied reality rather than the other way, which is what he usually does. Because I mean, like the if you go from Batman Begins to Dark Knight, there's a there's definitely a fantasy element that's missing from the Dark Knight that was present in Batman Begins. Yeah, I I can see that. And then of course just the horribleness that was the Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> yeah. I thought I liked it the first time I saw it, but then like I tried rewatching it again with Hector, and I just I just couldn't finish. I it. haven't I rewatched it because ever since I saw it, all that I've ever talked about with people about that movie is all the different plot holes, and I don't think I could ever watch it again because of all the parodies that I've seen now. <laughs> especially <laughs> yeah, especially think, watching Bane again, I'd be like, mm. I think Jimmy's Jimmy's ruined that character <laughs> for good. <laughs> In the best I mean, way possible. I still bought that like uh, that box set of the Batman trilogy, the Dark Knight trilogy. I think I'm gonna get that. Like, like the, the, the they have like a big like Blu-ray one that comes with like Mondo posters and stuff like that. And I'm like, yeah, that's the yeah. One. I was like, I think I want uh, that. I got that, what? but only because it was like eighty percent off. Yeah. Like I probably would have never bought it, but um, because of the third film is included. But it for like eighty percent off, and then like still having two really good versions of two really good films that i like yeah. or enjoy yeah it's yeah, it's, it's worth it's it i mean it. it's kind of like uh i bought the blu-ray box set of the batman anthology from 1989 to 1990 whatever and i i, I have the dvd set yeah that one i have no shame well like it, it was it was <laughs> it was like all four movies on blu-ray with like tons of special features for 25 dollars, and i was like yeah and it comes with a kiss from a rose music video <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Not only that, it comes with all of the Prince music videos, including Party Man. Do you have any idea how hard it is to find Party Man music video on the internet? I, I, is that the one where it's like half Batman, half Joker suits that they're wearing? Yeah. Or is that? Yeah. yeah. No, I've seen that. Yeah. I think I downloaded it a while ago. Last time, last time that I tried to find it, I had to find it on MySpace Video. I think that says something. Yeah. You know, I think I, I did the same thing because <laughs> it wasn't anywhere else. Yeah. But. You know, if there, there's actually another uh, Christopher Nolan box set that you might be interested in. It has a, uh, I don't know if it has the prestige, but it has like six of his films. Uh-huh. I think Insomnia. That's the only one that I haven't seen is Insomnia. I actually have the Criterion that Collection one, of Following, but I don't. I have that one too, yeah. But I think uh, Insomnia, it's, I, I think that one's one of my favorites only because it's like the least nolan <laughs> Like, I mean, it's like there's somewhere, sometime between that and then... Uh, was the Prestige next? I think so. I don't know. The Prestige is my favorite. Is my favorite Nolan. I, I really like that one, but it's like somewhere, sometime between uh, Insomnia and the Prestige. It's like he got a ton of money because, like Insomnia, it's a very quiet, small film. Uh-huh. I mean, for like 
for what it is, it's a small film. Yeah. And it's kind of Robin Williams being really creepy. All right. In a really cool way. <laughs> and like a subdued performance from uh, Al Pacino. Oh, wow. Yeah, I keep yeah. meaning to watch that one because that's the only one of his that I haven't seen. Yeah, I mean, like I have the Criterion Collection of Following. I have, you know, the Batman movies. Well, the first two Batman movies. Um, I don't have the Prestige, but that's only because... They haven't released like a special edition of it. Every time I go to Amoeba, it's just like regular edition. I'm like, no. Yeah, that's there, there was a Steelbook Blu-ray of it that I really wanted, but it's like a hundred dollars. It's like it's one of those that's like no longer being made, oh, so man. it's the price is jacked. Oh. Uh, and, yeah, Insomnia and the Prestige are the only ones I don't have, only because there's no special edition. Yeah, exactly. But um, that box set, I think it, you'll have to look it up, but it's, I, it might be through Warner Brothers' website, but uh, I saw it on Christmas for like 25 bucks. Oh, wow. And it has, it has the first two Batman films, not Dark Knight Rises. That's so, okay. So, you know, yeah, <laughs> it's got like the best of everything else. <laughs> That's great. The only Batman box set that I got for Christmas was the uh, original series, as in like oh. 1966. <laughs> That's, you're the second friend i've had that's gotten that for christmas <laughs> surprising and by got that for christmas i mean that i got about i received a check from like a rich uncle for 250 dollars, and i was like i know exactly Jeez. what i'm gonna buy and <laughs> that's exactly what happened <laughs> wow there's a button on the side of the box that plays the uh the theme song the theme yeah oh wow yeah i uh i think christmas day uh-huh or maybe the day like the days after Christmas, there was a marathon on TV. I just was watching that oh, for a while. It's beautiful. It's a crazy show. It is. It's so I, I, ridiculously cheesy. And It is, but then, like, it's kind of weird because that's pretty much the only time where I've seen Batman being, like, a really positive influence on, like, people. Oh, my God. Yeah, law-abiding Batman is kind of my favorite thing ever. Yeah, like, I kind of don't like the modern batman like christopher nolan's batman because he's, he breaks like rules he's just he's such i don't know it's so it, like morality is really relative to him there and then the other one he's like oh i can't speed and then he figures out that like the villain of the episode stuck a bomb in his batmobile because like one of the people there was saying oh you should speed go to like 70 miles an hour to hurry up and catch him he's like wait i can't speed why would the commissioner want me to break the speed limit he must be like Obviously, there must be a bomb that's going to go off if I hit 70 miles an hour. <laughs> and it's like, how do you do this? It's the precursor insane. to speed. Yeah, it's, it is. <laughs> but um, but it's, like, it's like the opposite. <laughs> like, the show's crazy and kind of like really cheaply made, but it's still like really entertaining. It, which it is. I, like, I can't hold anything against it. Like, uh, I was watching one where it, it, was, it was like the first couple, like I think it was like the second one. And it's 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 the uh, it's the scene where the famous bat dance is happening, where he's going like this, and he's just like doing like super sixties dance, and you're just like, <laughs> oh man! But they pull up to the club, and and uh, which is called "What a Way to Go Go," uh, <laughs> and and so then the guys guys like, nope, he can't come in. He's a minor, and he's like, he's like, uh, and Batman's just like. And it's like, uh, it's like, well, Robin, looks like you have to stay in the car. You know the law. And he's like, all right, Batman. <laughs> and then, and then, like, and then he comes back out, and he's been like drugged, basically. And he's just like, Whoa. and then the the guy comes over, and he's like, he's like, uh, 
He's like, like, sorry, Batman, you're not going anywhere. He's like, why is that? He's like, you're in no, you're in no uh, position to drive. And he's like, you're right, officer. Here are my keys. <laughs> <laughs> that's a uh, Batman. That's you could look up to, really. Yeah, and I don't know if you could say the same about any other Batman. <laughs> uh, the animated series, maybe the animated, good, yeah, I think. But I feel like that's kind of a best of of uh, Burton and then the Adam West. That's true. Series. Yeah, yeah, but uh. And then uh, the, the 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 same thing that happened in that episode was there's this girl that dies and she was like she he, like he, he met her at the club, and then she dies, like actually dies, like falls That's into like dark. his nuclear <laughs> reactor that he seems to have in the Batcave for some reason, and and he just looks down and just goes, "What a way to go go!" I'm like, "No, not right after a death, Batman." <laughs> oh man. I need to watch that show. Yes. Or the, old, the original. <laughs> All right. Okay, so... So let's get down to business now. <laughs> um, to, like, so this later. Oh, it's fine. I can edit stuff, you know, post-production magic. So for this, I'm just kind of going over the best of uh, 2014. I figured I'd talk about films uh, overall with you yeah. for uh, last year. Since we, I'm I, sure I, we I... both watched a ton of stuff from that year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean... I'm looking, like, I, just to kind of remind myself, I just typed in top movies of 2014 on Google, and it gave me, like, a whole, like, like, reel of just the stuff, and yeah, I'm looking through it, and I, I, I think, I think that 2014 was actually a pretty good year for movies. Yeah, I'd have to agree, like... I mean, there was stupid things like, you know, Dumb and Dumber 2 and Lucy. Uh, Lucy is not that terrible. I mean, it's like, it's a dumb film, kind of, but it's, mm-hmm. like, a lot of fun, and it kind of... It's kind of a film you can have fun with. It's not like some high-minded... It's it's not trying to be like Transcendence. Oh, God. Yeah, that's another one that I forgot about. <laughs> yeah, and I it's mean... yeah, it's kind of weird. Like, this year I can't really... I had a really hard time thinking of, like, the tip, the bad movies of the year just because there were so many good films that overshadowed them. And then, like, I really didn't uh, Well, there was bother... Transformers 4 and Teenage Mutant I... Ninja Turtles, but... <laughs> well, I was going to say, like, I didn't bother watching a good deal of the terrible the obviously terrible films oh yeah no i didn't like there wasn't really a movie that i went to go see in 2014 that i didn't enjoy i mean i'm also i also didn't go see amazing spider-man 2 uh <laughs> i, I, I did, thought about it and i also a, didn't go see sin city 2 which once again i thought about but uh luckily i didn't get to an opening weekend so then i heard everyone complaining about it yeah, uh, that one really wasn't good. It was. It was for, from from what I heard. It was. It was too little, too late for Sin City two. Yeah, like this. The first one's still a lot better. And yeah, it's I mean, just I, kinda... I absolutely, I absolutely love the first one. Oh no, me too. It's I've I've like hunted down the special edition that came with like one of the graphic novels with it. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so it's 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 definitely a one that I revisit every couple of years. It still holds up. But uh, I want to know, in your opinion, if you had to just choose one film. For net, for, from last year, what would you say is your favorite? Just one. Favorite? Um, mm-hmm. Well, for favorite, just like, I would say Guardians of the Galaxy. Solely, like, it's a director that I've, whose entire, whose entire filmography that I've loved. Like, mm-hmm. and then when he, like, announced the film, like, I, I released an episode of just kind of gushing over the film a couple of months ago, but... Uh, <laughs> who didn't, though? Like, honestly, uh, like... like <laughs> Like who you know didn't, what? Like but I, I don't. Like, I don't think they've ever talked to anyone who didn't enjoy Guardians of the Galaxy. To be completely honest, me, me neither. But um, it's almost like a given. It was. You know? <laughs> oh no, definitely. But like for me, it was kind of a like 
before the film was released, I was I was pretty much that guy saying like, okay, this is going to be great. If you guys are all going to love this. This is a great director. And I was like, eh, I don't know. There's a talking raccoon. This looks kind of weird. I was I was on and the then, opposite like, side of that. We're going. There's a talking raccoon. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I saw like some test footage of uh, Rocket and Groot. Just um, it was that scene where they're in the prison. The 360 just, shot. That, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But it was like really rough test footage. I'm like, okay, this is awesome. And yeah, that was just I, the test footage. I remember uh I remember James Gunn uh said something about about that shot and he's like they're like so like how do you like filming it so far and he's like he's like well today we got to do a 360 shot of a raccoon shooting people on top of a giant walking tree so I think I've hit the peak of my <laughs> he like like he was, he's, he was just like so excited about that one shot and he was just like he's like so i think that 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 this has been my favorite uh this has been my favorite thing that i've ever done like <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it's it's definitely his best mainstream film i guess yeah but um yeah I, yeah that's really my favorite like it plays uh like i'm still working at camera and it like they play that movie on the tvs like so you see it like three or four times a day. Like it doesn't get old for me. Like I can, yeah. I have to, I have to not look in that direction just so I don't just stop working and just stare at the screen all day. Yeah. But yeah, um, yeah. I feel you. I would say that's my favorite. Uh, how about you? Um, I think guardians is like the, like the closest second ever to, <laughs> um, I absolutely love Birdman. That oh, was okay. probably my favorite of last year. Um, it was done so well. Um, I mean, like, I could go on and on about Birdman. I mean, like, the score, it was either, you know, the the ridiculously theatric, like, 100-piece orchestra, or it was, like, the one dude on the, you know, on the drums just doing the jazz percussion. And, like, the cinematography was made to look like it was all one shot, you know. I mean, of course, you and I were probably like, that's a cut, that's a cut, yeah. you know. <laughs> but... Um, it- um, you know what? I still haven't actually seen that film, but like, it's, I know it's oh, wow. just a film that I haven't, the theater near me, I don't think that they play it uh-huh. like recording. And then like, I can't find it online. So it's like, well, I either drive this distance to see this movie. Yeah. I mean, um, or I just wait. I mean, I know it's going to be good, but it's, my girlfriend Katie yeah. and I, we drove to century city, which is not close to where I'm living right now. Oh. Um, I mean, it's like half an hour, 40 minutes or so, which isn't that big of a deal. But, like, we went all the way down there just to see Birdman, and I cannot recommend it highly enough. I mean, like, the acting in it is fantastic. Um, I mean, I knew that Emma Stone was a good actress, but she she, she really pushes it in this one. And That's that's interesting, because from what I heard, like, she basically shot that in between, like, Amazing Spider-Man 2. Yeah. Like, they just kind of pulled her aside, like, oh, hey, can you do this for, like, the weekend? She's like, yeah, sure. And she Which... she knocked it out of the park. I mean, sh- she's on, she's on I believe, everyone's list um, for, like, Oscar nods, you know. I can't remember if they've... I don't, I don't think that they've announced the Oscar nominations, have they? I don't know, but I also don't really pay attention to the Oscars. Like, yeah. I know that's bad for me, but I'm, I'm, I'm just... I don't know. To me, it's just all, like, it's just people patting themselves on the back and... yeah. No, I, I I know. Like the films that I enjoy tend to not get like 
either nominated or to the award. So it's like, well, I mean, I, I, I guess when I see who gets nominated, it'd be like, yay for those guys. But then, like, once they start actually going to who wins, I just stop caring. Yeah. Something about 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 this film was, uh, especially as someone who enjoyed the Michael Keaton Batmans and Beetlejuice <laughs> and just, you know, just Michael Keaton in general, uh, yeah. recent RoboCop aside. Uh <laughs> I would say he was the best thing about that film, but there like, was a point. There's a point like, where I even like, he stopped I feel like, caring. I feel like that, that's a that's a really low bar. <laughs> yeah, no, he he didn't care. It's clear he didn't care in that film, but it it was still kind of I enjoy seeing him on screen. Yeah, but um, but Birdman not only made me realize, or I guess re-realize, how much I loved Michael Keaton as an actor. It also made me realize how much I've missed him being <laughs> in things for so long because. I mean, Birdman is this not very thinly veiled, uh, you know, Michael Keaton comeback story, you know. But yeah. at the same time, it's not like okay, you know, like like it's it's not it's not like over the top where you're like, okay, I get it, he's Michael Keaton, he's coming back. But like, it's this whole I don't even know how to describe it. It's I cannot recommend it hi- highly enough. And uh, when you do see it, I want to know what you think. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm sure I'll love it, but yeah, yeah that would be interesting. Um, would you say, uh, would you say it was like a theatrical experience though? Cause like I'm kind lately I've been kind of, uh, only watching movies in theaters that are theatrical experiences, like, mm-hmm. like Godzilla or Guardians or, um, Oh, Godzilla was good. I really enjoyed Godzilla. Yeah. I mean, I kind of had to bump that down in my list only because of, I think a cracked article or something. They, they kind of pointed out something that would have made the film better. And then once I realized that I was like, Oh wait, Oh <laughs> Uh, it was, we're basically switching around the roles of Brian Cranston and his son in that film, who I don't, Yeah, I don't even remember the name, like where if the son were to die and the dad were to, were just basically to follow the dad, like I think that would have been a far, yeah. a far superior film. It's true, but also you have to take into account that that, that, uh, uh, are just everyone's, uh, collective hard on for, uh, Brian Cranston. <laughs> oh yeah, it's yeah. it also is also is also a factor. Uh, yeah, no, that's true. I think. <laughs> no, um, I mean it's 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 well deserved. He's a fantastic actor. But yeah, no, I I I, I, I do wish that there would have been more of him in that uh in that in that movie. But yeah, but I don't know. I I'm trying to decide if it's if it was a theatrical experience. I just I truly love watching movies in the theater mm. because I mean, as someone with ADHD. Uh, it's easy to get distracted. It, uh, yeah. If I if I'm watching a movie anywhere else, even if it's even if all the lights are off, even if everything like that. So I mean, I prefer the theater because I can really focus on it really well. Um, I mean, like of course, if it gets late enough and I turn off all the lights, I don't really see anything else. But you know, <laughs> but um, I really enjoyed it in the theater. Um, but yeah, I'm not I'm not sure if it's a theater. Like like I'm not saying like you need to go see it in theaters, but I do think yeah. that it would that it would be a really good experience if yeah. if you can I mean, still find I, one that's still playing it. Yeah, I mean now I've kind of adopted a mentality that mentality because like lately like all the experience I've had kind of like I want to say they sucked, but it's just I it just made me hate the general public a little <laughs> bit like horror movies and then like big blockbuster stuff those are the only things that i really want to see in theaters only because Mm -hmm. like for horror movies it's that experience of being with a crowd of people just like whether they're riffing on things that are happening on screen or they're just jumping at all the jump scares and stuff it's it's a fun experience i mean but like i i've only seen two horror movies recently because i'm really really picky about my horror movies i know you're a lot less picky um yeah kind of well you're less picky about the ones that you see, but you're more picky about the ones that you like. <laughs> yeah, 
I, I would, yeah. yeah, I guess. I'm, I'm like, uh, I've only seen two, like, you know, movies, like, scary movies in theaters, because I was like, oh, that actually looks like a good, interesting movie. Because, uh, you know, and, and that was um, The Conjuring I really enjoyed. Um, and... I, and, yeah, I uh, think I enjoyed The Conjuring as well, but I don't know if I, I would enjoy it as much a second time around, only because yeah. I feel like it was that theatrical experience of, like... Exactly. Because, uh, I mean, when I saw it, there was this one guy who just, like, who wouldn't shut up, who was basically trying to be like, oh, I'm I'm not scared by this, this that's not scary. And then, like, the moment that he was scared, like, the audience just, like, just, we, we all just laughed hysterically <laughs> at him. And it was, like, the dumbest moment in the film, like, a bird hitting a window. Where oh, he just, yeah. He screamed. And it was just... It was the best, but um, yeah, I'm not really a fan of the James Wan type horror as yeah. much anymore. Is it's kind of derivative of itself. But um, oh, what was the second film? You were um, say? I actually really enjoyed Oculus. Actually, I mean, really? I I originally went to go see it because I'm like, hey, Karen Gillan's in a movie. I like, you know, I liked Karen Gillan on Doctor Who. I support her endeavors outside of such. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, and this looks semi decent. Okay. And then I went to go see it, and I was like, that was actually really good. Okay. I was surprised. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And her American accent really held up really well, and I was also surprised, <laughs> considering how Scottish she is. I mean, if you if you haven't seen it, I mean, I I definitely say that it's 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 worth a watch. I've seen scenes from it, and it's like it looked interesting. Mm-hmm. Like it didn't look bad, I guess, but it mm-hmm. didn't look sc- like at all scary or anything. It just it looked more science fiction than horror. It was. It was definitely more psychological. Suspense. It looks more horror by means of like uh, Twilight Zone, that oh, yeah. kind of stuff, rather than just like oh, there's ghosts and monsters or something. It's yeah, more, and, and more like psychological. that's that's personally what I prefer is like you know more like suspense more than horror. You know, yeah, like you know, uh, kind of go back to Hitchcock on that. You know, he was much more of a suspense you know director than a horror director. I like at least at least at least in my eyes, you know. Um, I mean, they definitely had the elements of horror, but I, I think I think that, that at the core of of what made those movies so great was the suspense. Yeah, um, no, I'd, I'd agree. Like, I mean, like and, like, and there were some visuals in that film that, like, I mean, we could talk about spoilers of stuff as long as it's stuff that we've both seen, I guess. Yeah. But um, <laughs> like, uh, I think that weird. I, I I didn't really pay attention to the film because I was working on stuff, but mm-hmm. like that thing, that hammer thing that she that they made to break the mirror. That yeah, I think that got her in the back of the head. Yeah, that was pretty crazy like i kind of i'll give it that that was a crazy it's even crazier when you watch the whole film and you get like the whole lead up to it because you know it almost happens a couple times but it almost happens like to multiple people to to, like both of them and then like yeah like i like films like that where it's like it's like there's something that's always there that's like like a ticking bomb or something that could go off at any moment and then like when it does yeah it actually has an impact so yeah i'll give it that and and there's there there's one scene that that still kind of sticks out to me and because like i guess like the mirror like makes them like hallucinate or something uh i don't exactly know exactly what the mirror did but it made them like hallucinate and stuff like that and kind of see reality differently at one point she goes and grabs an apple and takes a bite i was just thinking about when you were saying that i was just thinking about that scene yeah she takes a bite of the apple and she's like my mouth is bloody why is this and then she notices she actually just took a bite out of a goddamn light bulb like (laughs) holy crap well it like flips around like two or three times like wait was it an apple no wait it was a bulb wait are you sure it was an apple yeah it it, yeah i i think i think that the editing on that on that film was actually really well done because i mean like and and also and also because that happens so often where it flip back and forth you were never sure if what you were seeing was true or not and that also played up the suspense you're like yeah and i liked how they did like try to record things 
on camera so that like they would have an objective view of what was happening. Yeah. And that kind of screwed with them even more. Yeah, it, exactly. And like and then and then you know it would show the objective view and then it turns out they were setting up things to kill themselves while they were having this conversation that yeah, they don't even I, but remember doing. I do feel that that film is like I mean talking about it I feel like it's one that like you kind of enjoy talking about more than watching. I, would, would you give it that or um, I, I, I would, I would say that, that I really do enjoy talking about it, but I also did really enjoy watching it. Um, oh, okay. But yeah. But anyway, I, back to movies from last year. <laughs> wasn't it last year? What I thought that? it was last year. Let's, yeah. And now I need to find out. I mean, I, it was only recent when we saw it and it's like. No, no, that was 2013. Well, does it say 13? Oh wait, or... no. It was released in April like, 2014. There we go. Because there are some movies that say 2013, but it's like, they got a US release. So I'm counting those. Those count. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, yeah. That was 2014. Okay, good. I did it. <laughs> <laughs> that counts. <laughs> awesome. Okay, so, um, well, let's kind of go through the little, I guess, list that I yeah. sent you. Um, uh, what would you say was the best film or best films of last year? Um, yeah, like, I'm gonna have to go with multiple on this. Um, I mean, you could also do some, like, I guess special mentions or runners up to if you want. Yeah, well, I, I mean, like, a... like I'm gonna have to go slight kind of genre ish because oh, okay. you know, like I think the superhero movies did a really good job last year. Oh yeah, um, definitely. Guardians was great. Captain America was amazing. It changed everything really well. Um, and Days of Futures Past was the. I think the X-Men sequel that we wanted, especially because it went back and erased the worst movie of the original <laughs> trilogy. It's kind of fantastic. Yeah. Um, I mean, like I'm not a big fan of the X-Men franchise. I think it's like, it's been kind of terrible overall, yeah. but like I enjoyed the first film. I wasn't a fan of the second film. I know everyone loves it, but like, I feel like it was maybe the first act of a film of a sequel and it didn't really develop as much as it should have i got you but um yeah i i did it i think i did enjoy uh days of future past like the most of the franchise yeah i mean i mean i i'll give it that i mean i think it did get back on its feet i um, I loved uh, i love first class as well so um so like having that just yeah oh yeah like like i i very much prefer this set of x-men films to the original ones because i think yeah i just the original ones were so the... early 2000s, it hurts. Oh, yeah. no, oh, yeah. <laughs> we're all in dark leather, you know? <laughs> I I just kind of don't like... Yeah, I think the costume is, is the problem that I have with it's it. Definitely part like, of it, yeah. Uh, the costume and the tone, I think, just... Something were... at Brian Singer, it's just... Yeah. I don't know if he's the right man for it, really. Like, he brought it up, but, like, I think... Uh, what's his name? The uh, director of First Class. I think he should have maybe done a little bit more... Or I don't know. I, I think that it should be uh, passed on to someone else. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, I, I I still think that he did a good job with Days of Future Past. Oh but, yeah, no, totally. So I mean, if he if he keeps that sort of momentum and the and 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 that specific tone to Apocalypse, then maybe you know we'll. But it, yeah, I think it'll work. But if he goes back, but if he goes back to you know the original ones, it might be a little. Eh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because um, I mean, because Stryker kept appearing, and I was like, okay, we get it. It's Stryker. Yeah, he's gonna do it. He's gonna do the thing. Oh, he did the thing. Yeah, okay. exactly. Um, I think that I think that uh, when it comes to dramas, I think that you know, Birdman was good, even though that was, I guess, technically it's a comedy musical, but I mean, just more on like serious, more serious films. Um, oh yeah. Uh, Gone Girl was fantastic, but I mean, that's no surprise. It was just. <laughs> 
you know, yet another Fincher classic, you know, like, <laughs> I, it, oh, was, it was, it was good, and, uh, and from people that I've heard who read the book, they still really enjoyed it, which I feel is sort of rare, but I also think that has to do with the fact that the screenwriter was the author. Um, yeah, that, that I thought was interesting, like, I've never really seen that. The only other time that I've seen that was, uh, <laughs> Uh, another one of my favorite uh, book adaptations, and that's Holes. Because, <laughs> I mean, like, you know, I was so, I love that book so much that when I saw the movie, I was like, this is perfect. And I found out it's, like, I found out years later, because I didn't pay attention, but um, that it was because Louis Sakar, the author, wrote the screenplay for the movie. I was like... I didn't know that either. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, no wonder this was so good. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I, I think that those were great. Uh, the Grand Budapest Hotel... I think was fantastic. It was definitely the most violent of Wes Anderson's films. Um, and for probably one of the most profane as well. <laughs> but uh, I I loved it. And now I'm glad that I can really say that uh, I enjoy Ray Fiennes even when he's not Voldemort. Uh, <laughs> but... Um, I mean, I can't remember a Wes Anderson film that I didn't like, to be honest. I Just... can think of one, but it's the one that I think you said was your favorite, so... Yeah. Was it was it, was it Darjeeling? Is that is that the one that you Yeah, it just didn't... Um, it I just didn't connect with it, like, which I think you did, so it's... Yeah, I, I, I don't know what it was. I, I, I really enjoyed it. I well, mean, maybe like, that I... and Bottle Rocket, but I haven't watched Bottle Rocket entirely, so... I haven't seen Bottle Rocket yet, no. Um, yeah. But, and then... But then I also remember that, that I didn't feel as much of a connection to The Life Aquatic the first time I watched it as well. And then I kind of rewatched it and I was like, oh, yeah, okay, this is great. Like, Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm, let's see. What else was on Well, I'm, I'm going to go over because I think uh, my list kind of intersects with yours a lot. Oh, um, does it? Okay. Like, I would say Gone Girl. Like, I think that one, uh, I was talking to Ian about it. He kind of described it as a soap opera, not um, a Lifetime movie for men. And I think that's like oh the God. perfect, <laughs> that's the perfect like analogy to use because like, but like in the best way though, not like oh, in no, like no, a definitely. derogatory way. I mean, okay. I've seen Lifetime movie. There's one Lifetime movie that I don't remember the name. It's like Cabin by the Lake or something. I don't know where it's like, where it's just as much of like a screwed up film as this, but it's like, I think when that twist happens, like about halfway in uh-huh. where you find out what's really happened. Like when I first saw that, I was like, my jaw dropped. I was like. I was like, Jesus Christ, this film <laughs> is insane. But um, I think that was probably my favorite in terms of drama, just because of how crazy it gets and then keeps de- getting. Yeah, like, like yeah, in, in, instead of, like, a climax, it's, like, climax, and then it goes down very slightly, and then it's like, we're going to keep going up, and then it's like, yeah. oh, God. <laughs> and it's like, oh, wait, you think this is just, this is a film about, um, you think this is a film being critical of the media and just how we view these people? Oh, no, it's also this and this. Yeah. And, and also yeah. Neil Patrick Harris. Oh, yeah. As a dramatic <laughs> actor. Actually oh. doing really well. Like, <laughs> Yeah, that was, it was weird because I kind of didn't see the same, it's, it didn't feel like the same Neil Patrick Harris that kind of turned into a cartoon character in uh, How I Met Your Mother. Yeah, like it felt like someone who was really who I want to see in more films, like Fincher films. Yeah, yeah, it, it, exactly. Yeah, I mean, like, like I, I'd, I'd like to see him continue to try his hand at at, at dramatic 
you know, uh, dramatic no, roles definitely. like that. Well, Grand Budapest Hotel, that one, yeah, that one's a favorite. I think that one's my favorite uh, West oh, Anderson last year. at this point. Well, yeah, last year and I think at this point, just because it's it's probably the best. Um, it it I don't know. It doesn't really seem to push its themes in your face as much as the other films do. That's true. Like yeah. the the caper kind of overshadows a lot of the undertones. Like yeah. Which uh, I was reading uh, this book, The Society of the Cross Keys. It's it's like selections of writing from uh, the author that the movie's kind of inspired by, uh, uh-huh. Stefan Zweig or something. I don't know how to pronounce his name, but uh, Wes Anderson he kind of does a pro like he kind of does an interview in the beginning where he talks about um, just what about the author that inspired him and just kind of like it, a lot of the themes in the film you kind of get a better understanding of if you read like that little interview. Mm-hmm. Um, where it's it's kind of interesting, just kind of how the world's changing, and just like kind of it's kind of in that period between World War One and World War Two, just kind of where things are shifting for the worse. Yeah, and nothing nothing's really like sure, you know. Yeah, everything's where you know. suddenly it becomes important that you have a passport to get to other countries, and the film kind of touches on that. Yeah. Um, uh, as far as action, uh, the Raid Two, I think that's. <laughs> That's probably the best action film that I've seen to date. It's it's phenomenal, just and, and especially in terms of cinematography for action. Like I don't think I a lot. It, it's I don't know. Like everything seems really subpar after that point because it's just <laughs> it's really well done. Like action. It's and it's none of it's like in the editing. It's all like it's all on screen stuff. So it's like. It's everything. It's like a really good steak, and then after that, everything else tastes like McDonald's. Did you hear? Did you hear that the that I believe it's it's the it's the two main guys are going to be in Star Wars. That's I don't know how I feel about that because on one <laughs> hand I'm excited, but on the other hand it's like I don't know if I want to see that kind of fighting style in a Star Wars film. That's true. Yeah. But like it'll feel really jarring. But I I don't know. I right now I have no like really negative towards the new star wars film yet like there's not really anything that i've seen to really make me unsure of how it'll be yeah um for so- i uh have you seen snowpiercer i haven't it is on my netflix that screen, but i, I have not watched it <laughs> that would say in terms of like kind of science fiction i think that's the best of that genre yeah i've, I've only year. like i've only heard good things and i just keep meaning to watch it i just never I'm focused enough to decide to sit down it's, and watch like oh, it's, it's, it's like it's like a it's like a it's like a three hour movie or something. I don't know if it's honestly I don't feel it that being that long, mm-hmm. but I think that it's visually um, enjoyable enough to where you could just fo- you will focus on it. Like yeah, even someone with like the worst ADHD will just <laughs> like will be like, well, this is very this is very visually engaging and yeah, um, but yeah. it's it's a phenomenal film. It's very like nihilistic and kind of is kind of critical of humanity as a whole, but I think it's it's pretty great. Um, yeah, I, I I keep meaning to see it. I just don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's. I mean, once you see it, you'll be kind of like kicking yourself for not watching it sooner. Yeah. Um, uh, let's see. I I did have like kind of a little short list of films that were great, but like, would it be the best? I guess. Yeah. Um, for me, it was uh, Fantastic Fear of Everything, which I think is the first Simon Pegg film, starring film that like 
wasn't in uh, Edgar was Wright. That, was that was that 2014? I don't yeah. Know. Like, well, yeah. I mean, I guess you. I did. 2014. I did. I did watch it, and it was very different. It was really different. <laughs> I just kind of. I don't know. I really enjoy films of like people just having mental breakdowns and just that midlife crisis. Yeah, it like, was definitely interesting, and like the style was really good. And, and like, I, uh, I would it, give it props it, just for like Simon Pegg's performance. I guess like that's his. Yeah, that's probably one yeah. of his better performances. And it, it 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 took me about until about halfway through the movie for me to actually enjoy it. Like it took yeah, me a while. I was like, kinda, okay, come on. It, I can see how it'd be kind of hard to get into. Yeah. Um, like like act two on like it was like okay this is just like just the first act was a was was kind of dragging a little bit and i was like okay what's the point what's the point and then and then we get to the laundry you know (laughs) yeah that's that's kind of where everything came together and it's just like yeah um let's see we we already talked about godzilla that's also my list um Mm -hmm. journey to the west i don't know if you heard of that one Mm -hmm. it's the same director who did um kung fu hustle (laughs) <laughs> it's it's kind of a it's an interesting fantasy film like it's mm-hmm. it's kind of about chinese mythology too but um i really can't say it's a great film but i i really enjoyed it mm-hmm. i mean that's a, that's a film i would recommend uh noah is the best biblical film that i've seen to date <laughs> i mean Which that's only not... was like was like one of the least biblical films <laughs> well i don't know because like i kind of read up on it and it does actually go into like biblical mythology like stuff that's cut out of like uh, yeah american christianity basically Mm -hmm. but it's still part of judaism but i mean i think i mean a lot of biblical movies are kind of terrible and i think this is the first one that's kind of not terrible and i think it's because it's it's a little bit critical of itself Mm -hmm. and about of um it's it's kind of i don't know it's really it's an interesting take on the whole story all right I mean, it's it's also it's also you know Aronofsky. Oh so yeah, you kind of have to take everything with a, I guess I don't know I don't know I don't know if a grain of salt is is, is the right <laughs> term, but <laughs> yeah, it's I mean yeah I'd give it that. Um, well, I have three films that I didn't quite watch all the way yet, but I would still recommend them. Um, the Guest, which is from the people okay. who did uh, Your Next. Oh okay. Yeah, it's kind of like it has a very '80s slasher feel to it. Uh, <laughs> let's see, Only Lovers Left Alive which i enjoyed it's like i started watching um, and it's like the first shot just instantly grabbed me and i was like okay yeah no i i enjoyed it it took me a while to figure out what it was about <laughs> um like i think all of his it, films it, it, are kind of yeah I, I i remember that i had seen it and then i was talking to you about it and you're, you're like oh yeah that's 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 just jim jaramouche that's kind of what he does yeah it, it it definitely had about five or six different endings hmm. like false endings that just like it was like okay it's over nope it's still going and then <laughs> But um, that being said, I, I I did enjoy it. I I remember that was one where uh, <clears throat> where uh, my girlfriend Katie and I we were just like, let's go see a movie at the ArcLight because we were in town and uh, and we were just going through and she's like, I really want to see this one and I was like, okay and like I really wanted to see Locke which I still haven't I keep meaning <laughs> to, but um, she's like, come on, let's go and I was like, okay, fine, like we'll go see it. Because, you know, she's like, Tom Hiddleston's a vampire. And I was like, yeah, yeah. But she's, like, not that kind of person anyway. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but I was like, okay. And then I went and I was like, well, okay, all right. Yeah, that was that was pretty cool. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, like, I, I it kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah. Because I hadn't really even, like, heard of it. And then I watched and I was like, all right. 
And I think that Tilda Swinton is the kind of the perfect person to play something that's only slightly human. Yeah, she's... <laughs> um, I was watching Constantine the other night, and she was... Uh, she played an angel in that, which is like, they're genderless. So it's like, okay, that's the perfect person to play a genderless angel. <laughs> yep. <laughs> who kind yeah, of... I kinda... mean, either, either her or David Bowie. It, I was going to yeah. say it was very David Bowie. Like, she had... Her hair was like something she ripped off of David Bowie's head. Um, yeah. Another film that I need to get to, but like I'm gonna put on my list only because of like I started watching the I watched the opening scene of it and it's like okay I got a mm-hmm. taste of this, uh the double, which mm-hmm. is um, I've heard of that one. It's a, a film by uh, Richard Aoid who did Submarine. Oh, it, dude, I love him. Okay, it's kind of like um it's very Kafka esque, which I don't like using okay. that word, but. It's perfectly, <laughs> it fits for this. It's kind of like that mixed with Brazil a little. Okay. Which, um, I don't know if that analogy works, but it's really, it's it's a film that I think is really interesting. Okay. Um, and 22 Jump Street. <laughs> I haven't seen oh my God. that one yet. It's, I've, I've, I've seen the first one. I think um, it's better than the first and that's a hard it's a hard act to follow but i think it see i was i was actually going to touch on uh phil lord and chris miller uh on uh i remember that there was a section in there it's a film that you surprisingly enjoyed i think think we have the same film for that yeah (laughs) what's that i think we have we have the same film for that (laughs) is it is is it the lego movie yeah (laughs) like that movie is a million times better than it has any right to be. Seriously, like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, yeah, that 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 that's a bit of an exaggeration. But well, but, no, I, mean, I think that may, it's a perfect... maybe not a million times, but like, <laughs> I mean, I think but, if like, you've it's... played any of the Lego games, you could kind of see something that could closely resemble what the film was. But like, the film so like so surpassed anyone's expectations. Oh yeah, like, I, 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 mean, I mean, yeah, like the 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 phrase that I use, I actually got from from a Cinema Blend article about the trailer. That, that that said, you know, it's like it's like it's like the new Lego Movie trailer is um, way better than it has any right to be, and I was like, that is the perfect way to describe this movie. Pretty like, much. it really is because it's like it should not have been this good. Like it should like if anything, I mean, you know, you look at other you know movies based on really loose you know well, bat- <laughs> concepts like this. <laughs> yeah, and 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 Ouija or however you actually say that. Ouija? Uh, I think it's see, Ouija. Whenever I say that, though, I always think of the creepy picture of Luigi. Yeah, no, me too. Yeah. <laughs> so I always sound weird to myself whenever I say Ouija. But, um, but yeah, I mean, Phil Lord and Chris Miller, they have seemed to found uh, something that they've brought to every single movie that they've made. Well, I think what it is... That makes it better than it should have been. (laughs) What it is, it's like, they're very subversive about their sense of humor. Like, like Lego Movie, it's very, like, if you kind of pay attention, like, it's really kind of critical of just, I don't know, just like the everyman type of thing. But then, like, it kind of twists that. It's like, no, wait. Like, we're critical of this. But it's like, here's why it's also important, or, like, why it's good. So it's it's kind of lovingly critical of, like, the concepts that it's uh, portraying. And yeah, you know that. Yeah, it's 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 really self-aware, but not in a bad way, and yeah. not in a and not in like a like a uh, like you know where it's like we're just gonna make fun of this the whole time and not say anything about it. Yeah, like like um, my other uh, my other 
uh, movies that I used when I talked about them is, I mean, other than 21 Jump Street, of course, uh, <laughs> which, which of course, if we're talking about being uh, critical of, of its own genre, uh, I think, I think talking about the freeway chase scene is probably the best way to yeah. do it. <laughs> Where they're like, that should have blew up. Why didn't that blow up? And then like something hits the car for the, 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 the truck full of chickens and then giant explosion. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, but the, uh, the, you put 22 Jump Street like takes that and then like, takes it to its logical extreme i guess okay so i think you'll really enjoy it because it kind of oh it riffs I, I, on, I'm, I'm very sure that i will it riffs on but, sequels the entire time but also kind of oh, develops it yeah um but uh the other ones they did the uh which i hope you've seen uh the cloudy with a chance of meatballs oh, yeah. movies that was also would be my a film that i surprisingly enjoyed <laughs> yeah both of them like i didn't watch like, the second one but uh oh the second one is so basically, you know how you're saying that 22 Jump Street went the uh, went like the best direction, you know, after 21 Jump. It's 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 the same sort of concept because like you know like you said like like how you said it, it's it's critical of its of what it's doing and but also says like why it's important. So like you know how uh, you know there's obviously the craziness of the Flindisnifer or whatever it was called. Which I'm still amazed every single time they could say it correctly, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but it takes that and then, but then it also takes it like way farther and like you know points out how important imagination really is and things like that, but without being like imagination's important, kids, you know, and 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 I think that the only that my only complaint about about the second movie is the fact that Mr. T did not uh, play the the police officer in the second one. But I'm sort of okay with it because Terry Crews. Yeah, did, he's basically think, the successor of uh, Mr. T's. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I mean, like, I, I think I think that uh, that that I can I can trust Phil Lord and Chris Miller to make entertaining movies that I'm going to enjoy. Yeah, I like, I've actually like enjoyed. They're they're another one where it's like I've been kind of watching their stuff from the beginning. Like they did mm-hmm. a show called Clone High, which. I've heard great things about it. Uh, the Lego movie actually has, like, a lot of people from it, which... I mean, they're all, like, kind of bigger comedians now, but um, it kind of has... Like, 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 like I know uh, Will Forte is one yeah, of them. Yeah. Um, some other people I can't remember. But <laughs> but he's... Uh, but, yeah, it's kind of... It's it's not the best, but it's kind of like you can kind of see their, where, they're, where a lot of their ideas are developing stem from and, like, just their style. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that one's a really... That's a cool show, but... Um, and that movie, I think, is uh, well. Twenty Two Jump Street as well. That they, it's just kind of cements that they're they can really do no wrong as long as they keep caring about what they're doing, like this. Yeah, and and and, and I mean, like <laughs> at first when I heard, it's like it's like yeah, the next Twenty Two Jump Street movie is going to cross over with with you know Men in Black, but it's not going to involve Will Smith or or you know or Tommy Lee Jones, and I was like. <laughs> that's weird and then it's like phil lord and chris miller will be howling i'm like oh okay we're fine yeah yeah like, it's like oh okay <laughs> yeah okay yeah that's fine but let's see okay well, i have a few so more back... movies let me just get those oh, <laughs> sorry it's i mean 2014 was a really good year um it, it, it was there was also i mean this one it's really like last spoof film that i've seen that actually did it good 
I guess. Uh, they came together, mm. which um, it's mm. kind of a spoof on romantic comedy kind of films, like really terrible things. It stars Amy Poehler uh-huh. and Paul Rudd. It's it's basically okay. the same people yeah, that did that. Wet Hot American Summer. Gotcha. Okay. So it's very much in that. In that realm, it's very yeah. bizarro, very like kind of crazy. Another film, Calvary. It's another like religious theme film, but it's kind of like uh, basically what it, it's about. It's like it's this uh, who's he's a good Catholic priest kind of in a period where it's like all that all that thing about child molestation was coming out about the church. Gotcha. So it's kind of like, how do you be good in a time where like everyone hates you? And right. it's I don't know. It's a really it's kind of a if you like religious films, it's it's kind of a really good film about theology and just kind of not theology per se just kind of more morality another film on horror wise abc's the death Mm -hmm. (laughs) 2 which i really didn't expect to enjoy this much but it was a really really spectacular (laughs) anthology thing Mm-hmm. where like it's i mean are you familiar with abc's of death at all i've i've uh i'm not familiar with it as in like i've seen it but i understand like what it is yeah okay so it's, it's like it's 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 a bunch of just segments right yeah and it's just like each and like each one has like its own like director basically yeah and, and i was kind of i was really looking forward to the first one but it kind of was really underwhelming like it just really wasn't really well put together and i feel like that was a problem with like the producers of it more than the filmmakers but i think this one it's pretty good it's it's gross it's there's some segments that are kind of creepy it's very much it very much encapsulate encapsulate whatever that word all of horror like the different genres of horror and it kind of does that in a really i mean some some segments suck but it overall it's pretty good i guess the last one for runners up would be the zero theorem uh terry gilliam's latest film i was i was, I was gonna say i like I, I i was trying to think of of what that was i was like i know i've heard it <laughs> It's kind of Brazil, but kind of more focused on like a concept, I guess, which it's Brazil, but with really good cinematography. Um, Okay. Which I I don't know if you like Brazil, but it's kind of in the, in the stuff. I, I I haven't seen it. Oh, boo. (laughs) I know. Remember, I'm a horrible, horrible film student. Oh (laughs) (laughs) yeah. That's why you're in school. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, I own the collector's edition of rear window does that count <laughs> that's a good film that's a good film all too. right <laughs> i made up for it well while we're on the topic of worst things uh do you want to do you have any film that you would say is the worst of 2014 that you've seen <laughs> that i saw yeah. uh that i saw probably not uh really? that i told myself that i would never watch i have i have quite a few uh, <laughs> It, you know, pretty much you just go down what Michael Bay's been up to the this past year. <laughs> but, uh, um, I mean, like, I I got fired from a movie theater from being late a couple times. It was really stupid. <laughs> and, um, and, and also, uh, like, my girlfriend still works for, for AMC. And uh, so she gets free movies. And so I was like, all right, sweet. I can still get free movies even though I got fired. And, like, that worked for a while, but then apparently I can't even be her plus one. Oh, ouch. Which is really stupid. So now, I, so like, now that I actually have to pay for movies, we're a lot more selective. And also, now that I've moved out here and we don't get to see movies as often together, we're a lot more selective about what we go see. Yeah, that kind of helps I don't avoid exactly the bad have, I don't exactly have, like, too much time to just, like, go out and see things. Um, and basically, the only people out here that want to see movies with me are, well, it was Oliver before we moved back. <laughs> and Ian, and then Ian always wants to see the movies that Katie and I are like, okay, we're gonna wait for each other because you know we don't get to see movies that often. So it'd be like, you know, it's all like the big ones. Oh yeah. You know, like he's like, oh, let's go see Mockingjay, which I enjoyed. 
yeah, and, and and then he's like, or he's, he's like, he's like, let's go see Interstellar, let's go see Birdman, and I was like, all of those are ones that I was going that like we talked about seeing. And speaking of Interstellar, just just real quick, um, I enjoyed it. I'm not gonna say it was a perfect movie. It definitely wasn't. Um, I think I think that uh, it felt very different from Nolan's other movies, uh, partially because of uh, Wally Fister Fitzer. I forget what I forget where the Z is in relation to the T on his name. It's probably but, not. Um, it's probably not Fister. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> probably not see now i have to look it up uh (laughs) but he was not the uh he was not the cinematographer in this one and um i mean and and like like i I could i could tell oh Um, yeah it was very clear but um i i enjoyed it especially the story at its core um i can understand where people think that you know it gets it gets a little bit too blown up away from the story at its core and yeah it it can um and i do kind of have problems with people who are criticizing its scientificness and i'm like it's a science fiction movie like <laughs> see okay uh, like, i'm gonna jump from the worst to the okay because for that one i think that was mm-hmm. the most disappointing film for me um and it like i'll agree with you on the science like i don't really care about mm-hmm. the science of a science fiction film as long as it's consistent with itself which i feel like for 90 percent of the time the film was consistent with its own science like the only the only thing that i thought was like really glaringly bad was the waves that one planet like because like i mean even i mean i can i can accept that the that the that those high those waves would be created from that kind of uh environment it was more that the waves didn't break which like even like the uh what's his name the scientist that a lot of that was inspired by even he agrees that that was kind of uh that not a good thing but i mean uh, yeah I, I mean i mean also also considering that they're scientists especially especially if um if you know uh if waves are i mean like more often than not waves are you know uh thanks to things like gravity um i feel like they probably should have noticed that yeah you know be like oh there's a moon really close or something like or that. like when they're coming in they would see that but i don't know like i think i feel like that film i don't know like i really didn't enjoy that film and i don't know if it felt like a compilation of different things like um it felt like the film acts were very separate yeah like it felt very unfocused and i had a lot of problems with that like i think when nolan is focused in a film like the prestige mm -hmm. it's very focused on what it's trying to do you can overlook a lot of the flaws because of that and even inception has that where it's like it has a lot of problems but you can overlook that but this one it's like yeah every act it's sort of like it doesn't really land it as precise so it's like oh you start noticing a lot of the problems and like it was really evident with matt damon's act like i felt like that entire sequence could have been cut and it would have yeah been a no, stronger and, film. and 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 uh I, I i think i think that has to do with the fact that that the story wasn't all his um his brother wrote something for spielberg actually and then spielberg just kind of was just like eh, whatever and didn't really care about it yeah um and just kind of gave up on the project that he had enlisted you know jonathan for and so he came to he came to Chris and was like, "Hey, so uh, I've you know I've got I've got this thing that I, Spielberg originally wanted, but he doesn't really want." Well, but then but then so then Chris Nolan's like, "Hey, I've actually been thinking about about a um, about a space epic as well." So he combined like I can't remember where each one came from, but like the first and third act from one and the second act from oh another. yeah, you know I can and see he, that. He kind of pieced them together and like I like. Now that you're pointing it out, I can totally see that. I can see the Spielberg influences too, because there's one moment in the first act that kind of 
like at the time I didn't see it, but now looking back, it's like, oh, this was kind of a hint that things aren't going to be very good from here on out. It's, uh, it's such a small moment. I only remember it because it just kind of stood out for me. It's like, I don't know if he was talking to someone, but then like there's a moment where Cooper's like, he like looks out a window and the music's like swelling up and the camera's like going towards the window yeah. and there's nothing out there like of interest and the music's still swelling up and it's like, why, why is this moment here? <laughs> so like it yeah. felt like a very spielberg moment in a nolan film which was like it was yeah. very obtuse which like there yeah. was a lot of moments like the, that speaking of the score though i th- i i really enjoyed it i, I the score was i can let the score i you know what i think the score was fine it's just its i don't placement wasn't its as... placement really wasn't that great and then like also to me like i'm a big philip glass fan yeah and, there was so much philip oh my glass gosh in there. like i was so like it, it just i don't like Hans zimmer because he i think like he's a bigger ripoff artist than like john uh, williams like mm-hmm. he just he i don't think he has an original like thought style, style. so that it kind of yeah. bothers me um a lot of a lot yeah, of, there was there was definitely a lot of philip glass in yeah that. i i I remember talking about that afterwards. I was like, like I remember saying that I enjoyed the score because I enjoy Philip Glass. I can see that, but I think it's placement. And then like the score gave actually gave me a migraine. Like I had to step out of the theater because oh, I, wow. I was about to throw up. Like I was gonna vomit because of the music. <laughs> it's wow. That's how. That's how. And, and like I can accept that other people don't have that same experience, but it was just something where it's just like it so turned me off. Like just that one note they always kept hitting, and it just felt so like it just didn't feel real yeah. well mixed yeah um by the way uh side note um unfortunately his name is fister fister um, okay wally fister well it's Pfister if you want to pronounce the p Pfister. but i feel like <laughs> <laughs> but i feel like the p is probably silent uh i feel like the, for some reason I, I thought there was a z in there but there is not <laughs> i kind of wish he did shoot this film because like i don't know if it was a theater i was in or what because like uh it just looked kind of muddy or just kind of like something wasn't quite right it might have been the theater yeah because i because i because i don't remember that but um he really seemed to like the shots from the wing a lot oh yeah that kind of like every once in a while yeah that was cool but man it happens so often and it it was like okay they built all these models for the film but then we're just gonna like glomp into the wing or like not really not yeah. really get there there wasn't really a lot of moments where you kind of get to sit back and enjoy what's going on like it's, yeah. there was that one shot of it passing saturn i think i enjoyed that but then it like immediately cut to like the interior of the ship like a super of something happening i don't know I, I i think i think that part of that has to do with the fact that there was no audio during those shots so they were probably afraid that people would get bored <laughs> but I, th- I think i think that we were just like Okay, but I want a little bit more of that. Yeah. But I will say that that <clears throat> at least like personally, I enjoyed the suspenseful parts. There was definitely a lot of them. <laughs> I will say it did uh, kind of get but, over the top there, but um, but I, like towards the end though, it was it was definitely pretty intense. And I remember being like, "Oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God!" Like my heart was like racing, and like I totally bought into it. But, <laughs> I, but for I, me, I, I just—I mean, I for at that point you had kind of given up already. Yeah, and I was—I was just being super critical at that point, and it was just like it's just if you're in a if you're in a room where you could go to any point of time 
in that specific environment, there really is no suspense to be had. So it's like, it's like, oh, your daughter's not going to look at the watch. It's like, where's the suspense? Oh, just go back a few seconds. Just so it's like, yeah, that I, I kind of had an issue with that scene. And then the Matt Damon scene where he's trying to lock onto the ship or the, onto the station. But yeah. it was, I think uh, it did have some moments that I really enjoyed, like basically where him and his daughter break up and he's driving away. And then the countdown. I thought that was really well done. Yes, that was really well and, done. And yeah. um, I think there were some moments that I enjoyed where they cut, they cut off certain lines, which it's like, you don't really see that a lot in a Nolan film. Like he kind of, yeah. he kind of lets his actors say the whole bumper sticker line. It's like, or the IMD quotable kind of a thing. Yeah. yeah. And, and there are moments that where they like cut them off and like, Oh, that's kind of refreshing for this director. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I also uh, liked that, or I, I kind of liked that it was just like, bam, I'll start cast out of nowhere. Like, <laughs> Matt Damon out of nowhere, Casey Affleck out of nowhere. Like, what? what, what? It, it was kind of distracting, <laughs> you know? though, when, like, Topher Grace is there and he's not doing oh my God. anything. <laughs> that was kind of the best thing, though. I enjoyed Casey it, Affleck but it was... punched Topher Grace in the face. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I mean, it so was... Down goes Eric Foreman. It was out of nowhere and kind of, like... It kind of th- but that's for Spider-Man. <laughs> no, <laughs> oh, I don't blame him for that. I blame no everyone. No, I don't. I blame Sony. But okay, so speaking of Sony, and a little bit of Tobey Maguire. But yeah, um, well, I don't know. I, I, I'm not. You know what? I'm not going to talk about that film. <laughs> I someone had to do that dance. Is all I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> someone had to, and I think that he did the best of what he had. <laughs> oh man. Oh god. Speaking of anyway. Sony, for the worst film, I would kind of say it's Amazing Spider-Man 2. I didn't even see it. I didn't even want to see it once I heard that there were 40 writers on one project. Oh, That's ridiculous. It was uh me and Hector saw it just kind of out of spite. Like, yeah, we brought Considering how much you 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 vehemently hated the first one. <laughs> I you know what? I hated the first one only because of like it was more of things that they were setting up and it, it was a, it was like a thing like oh no, I don't like where this is going. This isn't going to end well. And uh-huh. I was right. But um, <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah. Like we brought I even brought in like a flask to like pour in our drink just when things got really bad and that happened about <laughs> within the first act. I was just pouring the entire flask into our drink. <laughs> like I I heard, I heard, and 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 you can either confirm or you know deny this uh, for me. Um, like like I heard that the Gwen Stacy death scene. Spoilers. Uh, <sighs> uh, what like like I heard I heard that that was done sort of well, except the fact that it was like a really serious tone and it didn't fit with the rest of the movie. It you know what that's kind of perfect. It was kind of awkward leading up to it. It was. Um, I mean, we knew it was coming. Yeah, because we're like, well, it was kind Wednesday, of drawn out. Gotta die. Okay, we know exactly like, how it's gonna happen. Throughout the film, it was really drawn out that she was gonna die. Oh, it was God. like they're pretty much doing everything but telling the audience this woman's gonna die. And then like that whole scene where she's in, it's like there's all these false leads, like where she's like they're on for some reason they're on like a tower, a clock tower. No reason, yeah. absolutely no reason. And she keeps falling, and Spider-Man keeps catching her, and then like the last one, she falls and. You know what? It's the classic. It's not the fall that'll kill you. It's the sudden stop. Yeah, I mean, I think that <laughs> moment was really was done really well, but it did mm-hmm. not fit in with the movie. Yeah, and the the movie was basically Batman Forever. Oh, like no. uh, Electro. <laughs> Electro was Jim Carrey. Like no joke, it was basically Jim Carrey. Oh no, and it was so bad. I don't. I don't know how any Spider-Man fan could defend that film. It's. It makes me so sad because they had such a talented cast. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of why it's the worst film because I expected it to be bad, but I didn't 
it was like it's you don't you don't know what you're getting into until you see it it's so bad <laughs> because you're like you're like you're like well andrew garfield's good emma stone's good together they have a lot of good chem like on-screen chemistry because they're dating in real life that makes sense and that that's the weirdest thing because there are moments where they really didn't have good on-screen chemistry and then uh, like there was yeah, one that... sequence that has to be attributed to the writing because I mean they have real chemistry. <laughs> like I don't know if you remember my I made a Facebook post about the film like which sounds like lines out of the room. <laughs> they were lines from the film. Like she says, "I break up with you," and it's so like clunky and so like. Oh man! And, and, and then and then you've got Jamie Fox, you've got Dane DeHaan, who's fantastic. He's he's oh, he's, he's, a, a, he's a, such a actor. great up and coming actor. And I'm really looking forward to what else he's doing. I mean, I've loved him since, was it Chronicle? Um, yeah. No, I, I really enjoyed that. That film was like... It's fantastic. That was hard for me to watch because like, there are some moments where it was just like, oh, this kind of hits too close to home. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. And, 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 then, and, then, and then, you know, you've got Jamie Foxx. You've got Paul Giamatti. Oh, God. He was so wasted. <laughs> it was literally like one of the opening scenes and then the last you don't even see a fight there's no rhino fight it's it cuts right before they fight it's like eh cut roll Why? credits it's so bad oh. like i was i'm pretty sure i was drunk after i finished the film and i was just like rambling to hector just how bad it was it was it was definitely a fun experience but like it was so bad oh, <laughs> oh um, man i i guess runners up for that would be robocop the robocop remake <laughs> but only only because like I mean, it was going to be bad, but also, like, it kind of, there were glimpses, there were moments in the film where it's like, wait, that was actually kind of interesting and unique and where you could take this, but nope. It's just the dumbest thing you could imagine from a Robocop uh, uh, reboot. I mean, um, I mean, they picked the right time because Detroit is actually like that now. <laughs> but the weirdest, I don't know, the weirdest thing is Detroit didn't look that bad in the film. Like, <laughs> That's because it's the future. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, there was like some trash in the street, but it was like not really enough. Where it's oh, things are bad. It's no, we don't really need a RoboCop. This there's no reason to have a RoboCop. <laughs> yeah, that it doesn't justify itself pretty much. Like like, if you took Detroit now, there seems to be a pretty good reason why we might need a RoboCop if it were to actually work. You haven't seen the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie? I just watched it alone, and oh, I God. I couldn't finish it. I could not finish oh. it. Um, I don't know how. Like, I don't really care for. I don't care for Megan uh, Fox or whatever. But yeah. like in this one, like I was trying to give her a chance, and she's just so emotionally dead. Like that's just her as a person. Her, it seems. I know. <laughs> I will. Yeah, that's. I think that's what it is. Because like, there was no emotion. There was nothing. Like just dead. It's just like an emo like a sponge. She just sucked all the life out of the film. Yeah, I mean, and then like when it when it comes to Megan Fox, uh, the only things that I've seen her in are the Transformers movies, and uh, Ian basically forced me to watch Jennifer's Body, um, <laughs> which was really fun to make fun of. Um, and then we watched it again for some reason on New Year's Eve, and by that I mean I walked in and was like, ah, crap, this movie's still on. Like, <laughs> um, but yeah, she's not a good actress. Um, so, well, I, mean, like, I mean, like, okay, so in, in that film, she's, she's like, uh, she's a report, she wants to be like a big reporter, yeah. and, but like, there's all these things against her, except she's not a very good reporter <laughs> at, at all. And like, everyone in the film is calling her out on it. And then like, we're supposed to root for her, but I'm like, you know what? They kind of have a point. They're not that good of a reporter. <laughs> the only thing she's... that, that I think Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles had going for it, in my very personal opinion, is that they gave 
that they gave away free pieces of pizza at Comic-Con when Katie and I were looking for food, <laughs> and all they had was expensive food trucks. That was literally that's, the only thing, the only positive thing that I can say about that's that. The only thing that I could say is that a friend got free pizza. Because of them. Yeah. No, they were giving away free <laughs> because... Domino's pizza, and you can go back in the line as many times as you want, and we were starving, so... It was, it's just really obnoxious. And then, like, at every, every, like, five minutes, they're, like, kind of referencing the show or something. Or they're saying, oh, hey. Or, or like, someone says, I thought, are, are they aliens? And so it's like, no, that's stupid. Why would you say that? They're aliens. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And then it's, like, kind of a thing where, like, you think they're going to look at the camera and, like, give a thumbs up or something. Wait, wait, just... were they actually aliens in this one? No, they were, they actually were April O'Neil's turtles that were in like a test so i don't it's so convoluted uh, it's so what you're telling me is like, that there is no daredevil in this universe <laughs> uh i i can't i didn't finish the film you could have been in the third act <laughs> third act daredevil comes in and it's ben affleck it's, <laughs> like it's it's it was so bad i couldn't finish it oh. but like even saying that it was still better than turtles in time which is hands down the worst ninja turtles related thing that i've ever seen which one was that was that that's the third movie gotcha which you never hear of when like anyone talks about the movies no there's a reason for that <laughs> it's so bad like it's it, i i think i think it's really funny that it got a reboot so quickly i mean like it was almost quicker than spider-man because i remember sometime when i was in high school they had a teenage mutant ninja turtles movie that came out that no one ever talked about ever again yeah and like i'm like did anyone it's, see it did it release like what happened it's basically like yeah trying to get someone to talk about it's like trying to get someone in germany to talk about the holocaust like it's that <laughs> bad of a memory like it's Jesus it's Christ, something that's better <laughs> it's something better that that's just better buried than to be talked about oh, but man. i mean i think if you need a if you just want to find the worst Ninja Turtles film, try to watch it. Like, I saw it when I was a kid, so it's like, even then, like, I knew it was bad. But it was like, it's one of those things where it's like, you could only watch it when you're a child. But it's like, when you have the patience for something like that. Yeah, so, looking forward, what movies are you excited about this year? It's kind of sad, but it's kind of just the big blockbuster types, like uh, Star Wars. That's World totally or, fine. Yeah, just like, whatever Marvel's pumping out, I'd, I'll go see. Because yeah. I think that it's kind of weird how they're the only production company that's kind of taking chances with directors or kind of letting them i mean like obviously it has to fit within the marvel bubble yeah but they're still yeah, letting and, them and, take chances and it's, it's and it's and it's really taking chances when it comes to uh rewriting scripts and not telling the directors <laughs> but no um when it comes to 2015 obviously you know age of ultron i'm excited yeah. it looks great um star wars i'm excited because it's made like this is this is my this is my thing to say when people are like i don't know if the next star wars is going to be good i was like and i and, and i say it will and they're like 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 you know how do you know and i was like because this time it's not made by george lucas just trying to jerk himself off <laughs> it's yeah. this time it's made by a bunch of nerds who grew up with Star Wars and know exactly what Star Wars means and they know what it means to them. It, they know what it means to other people and they know exactly what made the prequels suck. <laughs> and, like, the fact that they're going about this with as little CGI as they can... Yeah, that kind of has me excited. I mean, like, like I don't know if you heard, but but do you remember the droid in the trailer? Yeah. The, it's, the uh... little rolling one. That's a prop. 
that's not CGI. That right there got me. I was like, I'm in. So like I said, it's made by a bunch of nerds who know what makes it good. Uh, Jurassic World, I'm excited about. Jurassic World kind of reminds me a lot of Jaws 3, which I feel <laughs> like even the trailer kind of references that. Because it's because uh-huh. Jaws 3 is basically Jaws at SeaWorld, and Jurassic World is very much Jurassic Park at SeaWorld. Or like, if it's a fully established running theme park. Yeah, which 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 I think... I think I'm really glad that they that they went that direction. Oh, me too. Because now we've actually seen Jurassic Park. You know what I mean? Like like it's been trying to be this yeah. all these years. <laughs> yeah. No, that's and that's yeah. something that like even I guess original viewers of the first film never really got to fully see. Exactly. They saw just the tram yeah. ride, which is like it's the, the most basic thing. <laughs> Um, yeah, but you don't really get to see the resort, and that's actually something that looks pretty awesome. Yeah, um, another one that uh, that I'm interested in is uh, Mad Max Fury Road. Oh, it looks yes. actually, I mean, especially considering I, I guess the entire movie is one long car chase. Yeah, that's I that I don't know how well that'll work, but I mean, I feel like I mean, if if Tom Hardy can make a movie where he, the entire thing takes place inside of his car on a cell phone. <laughs> I don't I don't doubt that <laughs> that this will I mean like I, I, I think I think that it's ambitious to make that whole thing a car chase, but but judging from the trailer, I think that they're I gonna think, make it good enough. Considering that it's the same director as the original, who also mm-hmm. and it's also being shot in the same general area. Yeah. Like I think that it's I don't know, I, I'm looking forward to it more than anything. Yeah. Um, um I mean Anything that Pixar is going to put out next year is going to be great. I'm kind, of, I'm kind of off the Pixar wagon. Like, their next film, I'm not really that sold on. It, but the Inside Out? Yeah. I mean, I wasn't... I don't know. I feel like ideas about gender and stuff are, uh, are a bit more diverse. or It's a bit more complicated. And then the film, the film kind of like... It feels like a, reach, a retreat to like early Disney era stuff. Where it's very like... Yeah. It's very drawn out, very linear, very like men, women. And I don't really like that aspect of that little clip that showed that was showing. Yeah, no, I, I, I can, I can, I can totally understand that. Yeah, say what you will, I'm excited about the SpongeBob movie. I just don't like the look. I don't really like that. It's like the Nickelodeon CG look, which yeah, I'm no, not a fan I, I mean, of. yeah, the the. The animation's not the part that I'm enjoying. It's the fact that it's the team who did the first three seasons of the okay, show that, are coming back for the movie. That I, I didn't know, which that actually kind of has me intrigued. Because, like, yeah, that, yeah. I fully blame Nickelodeon for the reason why Korra is not a bigger deal. Yeah, no, it, 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 it's totally their fault. I still need to finish oh, that Oh, it's season, so good. That, that series, by it's the way. It's so good. But, um, let's see what else. Uh, I think that, that, the, that the Kingsman Secret Service will be fun, but nothing more. I enjoy the director. Like, I've, I more or less enjoyed most of his films. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's his name? It's something... Here, Matthew Vaughn. Matthew Vaughn. He did Kick-Ass. He did X-Men oh, First okay. Class. He's a really fun director. Yeah, and like, like I, I expect it to be that. And I'm okay with just that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I feel like I'm the only one looking forward to the new Terminator film. I think you might be. Yeah. <laughs> if The Hateful Eight actually releases next year, that'd be great. Um, that'd be interesting. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, he's going back to his roots and I'm happy about that. Um, I think, I think, uh, I mean, obviously Ant-Man. I'm excited about Ant-Man because once again that goes back to the whole Marvel thing. Um, but uh, there's one movie that we haven't talked about that I'm not sure if you've seen the trailer for, but I think it looks interesting. 
Um, it's called Chappie. I really don't know if I've seen the trailer for it. Like, I know I looked it up, mm -hmm. but I don't remember anything after that. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I'm kind of mixed on the director. Because, like... Neil Blomkamp. Uh, Neil Blomkamp. Yeah, he's, uh, I don't know, it's, uh, oh. his style, I'm oh, not really a big... District 9, duh, okay. Yeah, duh. <laughs> duh. Like, yeah. District 9 was, I thought was pretty good. It, I mean, it's it's kind of a schizophrenic film for me. Like, it kind of changes halfway through and then kind of forgets what it was, which I don't, I, I don't know how to ex explain that in, like, a few words without going on the long rants, but it felt, I, I thought it was interesting, I guess. I'll give it that. It was interesting. Yeah. And I kind of liked what it was doing, mm -hmm. but Elysium, I was, it was not good. I didn't see it. Uh, it didn't look too interesting. Um, but I mean, I just, just from the trailer off Chappie, it looks, it looks like more than just what those past movies have been. Oh, cause it just, to me, it just feels like more of the same in the style, but I mean, style, like I'll yes, give it a chance. Like, it, it, yeah. it, it's, it's kind of, <laughs> I hate to use this term, but it, it's kind of going more for the heartwarming story slightly. Or at least, or at least more so, like it. There's definitely going to be more to it because in the just in the poster itself, you know, he's got, you know, like the uh, he's got a bunch of you know like little building blocks and like you know like letter blocks and stuff like that to show you know oh he's learning, but he also has a gun in his hand, <laughs> so it's like he's gonna be <laughs> yeah. Taking and he also it's like, like uh, okay, he's got a gun and then like a dollar a chain with a giant dollar sign on it. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. Yeah, other than that, I really don't know what other movies. In, I mean, uh, I I literally just looked up list of twenty fifteen films on. So Google. I'm, that's what I'm doing too. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, I'm personally excited of about uh, Paul Blart Mall Cop two, oh, God. Um, as Why? well as Pitch Perfect two. I think this is the year of sequels. And <laughs> <laughs> okay, I mean, there, there's there's apparently the Fantastic Four, but I haven't seen the first three um there's three i mean you know oh, fantastic one God. fantastic two i fantastic just got it three i got it um yep. <laughs> i'm glad i'm glad that i can um, explain that for you um yeah apparently when you click on it there's a picture of chris evans hanging out with uh michael b jordan and that's pretty funny uh <laughs> that's weird <laughs> <laughs> i'll take it um yeah but yeah other than that um i don't know I mean, these are obviously just just movies frequently mentioned on the on the web. There's probably going to be more that we see that you know that that we don't see here. Um, yeah, it's. I mean, it is usually those films where it's like um, that kind of pop up out of nowhere. Uh, out of nowhere, like uh, I mean, really, Snowpiercer. I really didn't hear about it until like there was this whole kerfuffle mm -hmm. about it being on demand, mm -hmm. and then that's when I watched it. But, yeah, and, and um, like, and even, like uh, uh, lovers, only lovers left alive, um, or Birdman. Yeah, it, exactly. Like, like that, just, that just came out of nowhere. I mean, like it didn't come out of nowhere, but like you know what I mean. Like, yeah, I mean, it's not really in the. It's not what's being talked about. Well, it wasn't until but, it came I mean, out, and then everyone was talking about it. Yeah, and rightly so because um, it's fantastic. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, I guess you brought up uh, Cinema Blend. I was going to ask you, do you have any? film blogs or anything that you're following because like um uh kind of after this whole yeah. sony yeah, I, thing i, I kind of had to unfollow everything because they just it's they were like there were cinema blend articles that were tricking me into reading about the sony hack yeah i mean and like i don't cinema blend uh i absolutely love them um i 
I swear by him. Like, like, like I say, you know, if you have to, if you have to, like, I suggest it to everyone. However, I'm not a fan of the clickbaity titles that they seem to only recently adopt. So that's, that's kind of what's driven me away. So, but that, but that being said, uh, it can usually get me to, I mean, like, like, like I can usually kind of weed out the ones that I know I won't want to read, you know? Mm. Um, and, but, but, but I mean, like, as far as clickbait goes, it's not as bad because I don't mind reading Cinema Blend at all. So like, mm. it's like, it's like clickbait to a website that you'd probably be reading anyway. So I'm like, yeah, all right. Like, like uh, that. That's that's fine. Um, I guess yeah, I could give it yeah, that. Yeah, that one. Um, um, like moviepilot.com is you know it's pretty basic really. Um, yeah. I mean like that's like as 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 far as film blogs go, that's that it's it's basically just Cinema Blend. Um, uh i mean like i'm not like i don't know any like super like critics that like i super enjoy or anything like that i mean rotten tomatoes is usually where i go but um it it i usually go to rotten tomatoes and cinema blend to see what they said and imdb just to see like like for example if i'm on the fence about a movie i'm gonna go to rotten tomatoes look at the critic reviews look at the audience reviews then I'm gonna go to IMDb and just look at like you know how many stars it got, and then I'm gonna go to Cinema Blend and read their review. Or usually I'll uh, usually I'll read just like the last uh, just the last paragraph of their reviews on Cinema Blend if it's a movie that I don't want spoiled for me at all. Well, I mean like because like because like because like for example, you know, let's say they have a review of the next Star Wars movie, and I want to know if they thought that it was good or bad. I don't want to know anything else about it. I want to go down and see the bottom line and that's that that's usually what i go down there for but if it but if it's a movie that i don't mind you know a little bit of hey this sequence is going to be in the movie sort yeah, of thing not, you know? i've like, done that too but like um, i mean there's other times where it's like i'm reading their review and it's like up till the second to last paragraph and i'm like i don't understand whether where they're going with yeah. this yeah no <laughs> it, it 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 really depends on the reviewer it seems um yeah but uh but another thing that Cinema Blend does that I absolutely love is they're to 3D or not to 3D. Yeah, that 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 is something it's, I'll give it's, them. It's it's really helpful because I mean it's an extra like what like four bucks like per ticket, and it's like why even pay for it if you're not if it if it sucks. And like I've only seen to this day two, uh, two movies that have gotten perfect scores, um, and one of them wasn't that great of a movie, but it was good for 3D, and that was Oz the Great and Powerful. In 3D, Ooh. it actually ex- like I think that actually made the movie slightly better, uh, um, just because it's that much bigger of a change when they do go to Oz from the black and white thing, you know. And obviously, you know, the frame extends, etc. Yeah. But the other movie was actually I think the uh, I think it was the first movie that I ended up seeing with you there, and that was Hugo got perfect oh, on yeah. 3D, and I and because those were the two movies that received perfect scores, I'm like okay. I can definitely like <laughs> I can definitely you know respect their de- their their decisions and their criticisms, and so like, and like they'll tell you be like yeah you know three um, D's three D's okay but definitely see it in IMAX or you know they'll be like don't go see it in three D or they'll tell you it's worth the extra couple bucks you know like they're they're I, really honest about it it's not like it's not clear cut like yes and no unless it's like zero to 35 you it's know? more of like the factors that are in it like what you're looking for kind of exactly yeah and like yeah i think they gave like a glowing review for uh guardians for the 3d oh did um, they 
I'm not sure. I I feel like I did read an article. It might have been Godzilla. One of those two, mm-hmm. it was a thing where it's like, it's more some of the subtle things that they do with it. And, okay. Um, I kind of enjoy that in some films. But yeah. then, like, I mean, like I, others, it's like, I do want stuff thrown in my direction in my yeah, face. I, yeah, like, it, it, like I, I like uh, 3D movies that aren't, like, obviously converted to 3D afterwards. I like 3D movies that were made with the 3D in mind, but also making it, you know, enjoyable if it's... Um, let me move so that that isn't reflecting off my Jurassic Park poster too much. Um, but it was it was it was back there when you were talking about Jurassic Park or Jurassic World. It was just slowly <laughs> it was just like <laughs> no. Um, but uh, like like for example, I mean, Oz the Great and Powerful is probably one of the best I think uh, uses of modern 3D that I've seen. Even even though the movie Ter- was terrible only movie, okay. yeah, terrible yeah, movie. It, it, it wasn't it wasn't great, but the 3D was definitely not an afterthought and that's that's what i like to see you know it was like i want to see an avatar level of 3d a pre-thought in a non-avatar story (laughs) yeah i enjoyed avatar as a theatrical experience but i can i don't ever really want to return i feel like it's okay like okay i had that moving on yeah but uh Um, (laughs) See, when it comes to uh, 3D that I really enjoyed, uh, I saw it in IMAX 3D, and it was the best thing ever. And that was um, that was uh, right there, Pacific Rim. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I don't know if oh, what did I? You know, I saw Godzilla in IMAX 3D, and that was probably the best way to experience oh, was it? that. Oh, film. that's that's great. it. Really was. Um, like I, I, I'm kind of apprehensive to watch it again like because you're afraid that just that, because that it won't be the same yeah i mean i'm sure i'll still enjoy it because like it still holds like i still really love pacific rim oh yeah even though a lot of people for some reason a lot of people are now turning against it what which i don't was, i don't understand it was great there was actually was. a story despite the fact that there were giant fighting robots <laughs> yeah and it what kind of you want? like yeah it wasn't as cliche as i thought it was yeah yeah. yeah exactly i will but, um, i will fight for pacific rim um like yeah katie works at, at amc and her uh and and their name tags have favorite movies on it and hers used to say harold and mod until everyone's like don't you read harold and kumar so she got really fed up with that <laughs> so then uh because of that she changed it but now with pacific rim <laughs> i'm like yeah that's good but yeah because uh what was it I th- yeah, the only two movies I think this year that I saw in th- IMAX 3D were Paci- uh, not Pacific, uh, Godzilla because it's it's similar. Godzilla and Guardians. Which... I did not see Guardians in IMAX 3D as much as I wanted to. I think I saw it in regular 3D, it... but I, I loved I don't it think, so much. I don't think you missed too. It's just kind of like you get this much extra screen. Yeah, which and... like it was really cool for the action sequences, but like. I know this is gonna be bad. Uh, it, it holds up and it holds up in any other form. It's okay. It's an audio no, I'm, podcast. Like, like I'm trying to like I wish I could show you a little bit better, but I love Guardians so much that I have <laughs> Rocket just like right there shooting right into my bed. Like that's awesome. <laughs> uh, it's it's the perks of having a girlfriend who works at a movie theater. She got that off of the big old standee, and so now oh, I just cool. have this cardboard Rocket raccoon shooting a giant gun into my bed. Uh, so it looks like yeah, he's trying the, to kill the only, me. But... The only thing I don't like is that there really isn't a good toy line of Guardians yet. Yeah, which is really depressing. I really want, but... I really want a plush Rocket Raccoon, like really bad. 
I got a uh, Hector one for Christmas. It's just, it's, it's not the best looking one. It's not, but it's, I mean, it's pretty good for what it is. It's, it's not as bad as some of the other figures. Yeah. That I've seen. I mean, I have, I have the Funkos for uh, Rocket and for Star-Lord and I got a second Star-Lord for Christmas. So I just need to find where there's a Groot. <laughs> so I'm going to switch them. But, <laughs> oh, well, I have a Groot. I'm not going to, I'm not going to switch that. <laughs> well, no, I, I just mean, cause, but... cause, cause I have two Star-Lords. So I need to go to, I need to go to a store where they have a Groot and be like, can I return this? And then just like switch it. <laughs> You know, so though I can at least have those three, you know, but, um, so I mean like those are cool, but yeah, the, the toy line is not, is not, it's not fantastic. (laughs) Yeah. It's kind of, it reminds me a lot of Korra because like Korra, it's a fantastic show, but there's really no merchandise from it. That's yeah. at good. And I heard that the game wasn't very good either. No, it's just Nickelodeon just kind of screwed him. Which makes me sad because, like, like, the game was supposed to be made by the people who did Bayonetta, which was supposed to be an amazing game as well. But apparently it did not do... I Like, I guess the studio just didn't care as much. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it could be, like, a different division kind of thing as well. Yeah. But that, that usually happens with... Uh, that's typical with some of the game... Uh, games like that like tv shows and stuff they get it's 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 a lesser branch oh, that seriously and that, that makes me so sad yeah uh, do you have any projects that you're working on any things that you want plugged anything <laughs> you work <laughs> um look for my name in 10 years uh <laughs> 10 years that's uh well i mean hopefully things will happen before then but at least that way i'll know that it'll be out there in 10 years now um nothing really going on right now um I'm just trying to get through school at the moment uh, mm. and then I'll do what I can. Uh, I mean, that script that I wrote, if I ever have the chance to make it, I'd like to. Um, I don't know what it'll be called or anything like that, but if you ever hear of a movie or short where uh, the thief runs into his estranged father, that's me. That was me. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's it's like 15 pages long and I, 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 I'd really like to be able to shoot it but I would need the inside and outside of a museum. <laughs> so yeah, that uh, could be difficult. So yeah, if I get you know access to a soundstage somehow, that'll be probably the first thing I'll try and make. But <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I don't see anything like that happening anytime soon. But uh, yeah, I'll uh, I'll keep you posted if anything cool happens. <clears throat> Until then, all right, cool. Uh, I'll just be plugging away at CSUN. So all right, that was Dominic Sbraccio. And I'm Richard Aguirre. Thank you for listening to I Should Be Sleeping Podcast. You could find us on the podcast app if you're using an Apple OS device. Or if you're not, you could also find this on Stitcher Radio. Uh, Stitcher is sort of an alternative app to iTunes. It's more of a streaming device, so it's you know less of an impact on your uh, mobile device. Please feel free to rate us on both, and you know, just leave a comment. What tell, tell us what you think. Go onto our website. Um, I'm, I'll probably try to get some. Feel free to check out our Facebook page. I'll post updates about the show, and um, you know, just stay tuned till our next episode comes out. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Make him the cutest that I've ever seen Give him two lips like roses and clover Then tell him that his lonesome nights are over Sandman, I'm so alone Don't have nobody 
Bum, 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 bum. Please turn on your magic beam. Mr. Sandman, bring me a dream. Mr. Sandman, bring me a dream. Make him the cutest that I've ever seen. Give him the word that I'm not a rover Then tell him that his lonesome nights are over Sandman, I'm so alone Don't have nobody to call my own Please turn on your magic beam oh, Mr. Sandman, bring me a dream Bum, 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 bum Mr. Sandman Yes? Bring us a dream Give him a pair of eyes with a come-hither gleam Give him a lonely heart like Pagliacci And lots of wavy hair like Liberace Mr. Sandman Someone to hold Someone to hold Would be so peachy before we're too old So please turn on your magic beam 